It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Phil Guyman. Hi, Phil. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, I was reading through your book, and I wanted to, before we touch on this great book, tell me what first intrigued you about cycling? Um, I don't know. I think, it, I mean, at first it was a mode of transportation. I was, I was 15, and, and I didn't have a car, and I wanted to hang out with my friends, and I didn't want to wait for the school bus. Right. So I, uh, I started riding a bike just kind of to get around, and then at some point there was sort of a shift, and I was riding a bike just to ride a bike and not for any other reason. Um, and uh, I lost a bunch of weight, and I just started feeling healthy, and, and uh, it, it definitely changed my life right there. I was, I was headed down a, a path of a, of, of a fat, unhealthy person. Wow. Uh, at 15, and, and a bike sort of rescued me. I actually spent my youth riding my bike in Connecticut, and I would have to say, because the theme of my show is Get the Funk Out, it's a great way to kind of keep yourself level-headed, and when you're dealing with stuff, you just get on your bike and you take off. Yeah, exactly. I still, I still need it uh, every day, and I, I have no excuse anymore. It's not my job. <laughs> but I still have to go ride my bike. Let's talk about this book. What made you decide to write this book? Um, I guess... I kind of had something to say where uh, when, I guess my, my whole, the, you know, I'm a millennial, the, the whole generation is, is, you know, follow your dreams and, and work hard the other guy and you can be whatever you want to be. And, and, uh, and I was a, a little bit betrayed or confused by that and uh, where I, I, I followed it and I obeyed and I, I made all the sacrifices and I, uh, I, I, I did all the work and you know what like I'm not I didn't get to be the best like it doesn't work that way I got darn close yeah um, but at some point and I think I think I mean to an extent like everyone I know kind of had a dream of something like that would be it cycling or, or something that they sort of set aside and uh, and kind of felt a little a little stabbing ache that oh man I should have done this or whatever and uh, and and my what I came to learn is you is no one really gets it no one really right. achieves the dream, and if you do achieve the dream, you're just going to set the ladder higher. Um, so you have to kind of carve out your own happiness, and and either within the dream that you have, you either make you either make your dream a reality, or you make your reality your dream, and or something in between. I don't get a sense that there was ever a time when you know things were up and down for you that you were ever going to give up. No, somehow I couldn't have. That was that was part of the problem. <laughs> it would have been it would have been a big relief to kind of let go uh, many times in, in my career. It would have been like the smart move, probably for for uh, for my relationships or, or whatever, yeah. uh, for friendships, just for being an, an adult. But uh, but I was I was always sort of able to to trick myself. And you know what? There was there was always every year there was sort of one moment where it's like, no, I can't quit because remember that time I won that one? Like that means I could do this next year. And uh, and you can you could fool yourself all the way to um, eventually. For me, it was age, age twenty eight where I was like, all right, I'm not the best. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> had to, you had have to, to face it. fact sometimes, you know, a reality check, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, and sometimes that comes in, you know, on a mountain in Spain. Really? Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of yeah for for pro cycling. That was that was sort of it. It was like, oh, I'm I'm doing the this is the best I've ever felt, and that guy is way up there on the mountain, and I'm down here. So this is something I have to sort out. Yeah. So as someone who's achieved his wildest dreams, and maybe you've realized it wasn't everything you expected, do you have advice for others who are following theirs? I mean, the main one is if if you can do anything else, do it. Um, yeah. But like I couldn't have. And, you know, if somebody told me to quit, I, 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 you, I guess you have to be the kind of person who who doesn't quit even when everybody tells you to. And uh, even when it's obviously the right thing to do. And it's, but it's, 
but that's not necessarily like a healthy path. And for the, the, the thing is that, that I saw is like, I know, I know hundreds of, of guys who were chasing the pro cycling dream who, who didn't get nearly as far as I did and the dream ate them. Um, and that absolutely happens where, you know, there's, there's guys who crashed and got hurt. There's guys who are, you know, still racing as an amateur at 32 and they dropped out of college for it. Like, Wow. It's uh, it's it's real out there, and and that's and that's every sport, and that's kind of the the betrayal that I sort of talked about. Is like you hear the success stories, and people, you know, like the the people who who win get the microphone, and you sort of get this skewed perceptive of perception of like, oh, I all I hear are the winners, all I hear are the success stories, all I hear are the you know the the Elon Musks, and you don't hear about like all the other guys who also had good ideas or good whatever talent who put in the work, who made the sacrifices, and like, you know, they 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 don't. They work at Starbucks now. Wow, um, unbelievable! It's, yeah, that's something people need to think about. I think when you when you chase a dream, that there's a reality of it, the odds aren't in your favor. Sure. Well, where do you see the sport of cycling heading? Um, I don't see it really heading anywhere. I think it's just going to keep doing what it's doing. It's kind of uh, it's 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 cleaned up. Like it's not it's not a, a doping show anymore, um, which unfortunately makes it like less entertaining on TV. <laughs> um, but I think in, in Europe, there's like, you know, there's the big power struggle over, over nothing. That's sort of the politics of pro cycling is like uh, a bunch of races and events and teams are just like trying to squeeze the $2 that they have um, from each other. And then there's not much, there's, there's not much, su- much success in, in growing the sport or sort of making it, bringing it into the, the 20th century. Um, it's, it's at least two centuries behind. Um, but uh but I think people are going to ride their bikes more, and that's kind of that's kind of the beautiful thing. And there's there's other right. ways to do that that aren't racing, obviously, like just you know just do nice bike rides on weekends and and commuting to work. And and uh, sorry exactly. for all the cars who I've I've clogged up on the way. <laughs> but uh, well, I know I know we have to wrap up soon, but I do want to talk about yeah. Cookie Fondo. Tell, can you tell me about that? Right, I think that's where the future of cycling is going. <laughs> no, there's a there's a weird thing where somehow I became the cookie guy when I was racing. I think I mentioned in a blog once that I liked cookies, and somebody brought me a cookie the next race, so I like tweeted a picture of it, Aww. and then somebody else brought me a cookie, and it weirdly snowballed. And the cycling fans are strange and awesome. To yeah. by the time five years later, I'm I'm on a big team, and I'm like kind of a name, and I show up at these races, and I there's like. Ten people waiting outside the team bus with plates of cookies they made for me, Adorable. and it was amazing. And uh, that's that's what I took away from the sport. That was by far the the highlight that I got. And uh, so now I put on an event. Uh, it's it's in Malibu this Sunday. Um, it's called a, a Phil's Cookie Fondo. So it's a Grand Fondo, which is like a bike ride where you kind of close a course like a marathon. Yes. But we have little rest stops, and and it, so it used to be that. And now we have rest stops. We we benefit a, a chef cycling charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it benefits No Kid Hungry. And they bring in a bunch of celebrity chefs, and uh, so they one of them makes these gourmet cookies. So the top of every climb, all the rest stops, we have cookies, uh, since that was my thing. That's awesome. So, so it used to be the people brought me cookies, and now I'm giving the cookies back to the people. So here's my charity bike ride, and, uh, and here's some cookies on me, and a nice bike ride to, to boot in Malibu. Awesome. So where can people find out more about you and your book? Um, me, probably just Google my, the, the book is called Draft Animals. Um, Google my name, Phil Guyman. I have all kinds of funny stuff on the internet right now. And the, the Fondo, the event this weekend is, uh, it's still open. It's not sold out yet. So it's philsfondo.com. Um, but probably your best bet is to just Google my name and, and find whatever you like from there. Fantastic. I do want to mention the event is benefiting Chef Cycle and No Kid Hungry. Phil, I just want to mention your book one last time, Draft Animals, Living the Pro Cycling Dream Once in a While. <laughs> Love the title. 
Thanks, Phil, so much. <laughs> Thank you. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. And you can also visit the show blog at getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org.